What's up, everyone? Welcome to this unique and exciting episode, perhaps. We'll call it whatever your little heart desires of radioactive metal. I'm Snowy White. And this is Aaron. And dear listeners, this very special episode is brought to you by the good folks at True Cult Coffee. T-R-V-E-K-V-L-T-Coffee.com. It doesn't get hotter. It doesn't get blacker. It's hotter than a church in Canada. Check out last episode if you don't understand that joke. But True Cult Coffee, T-R-V-E-K-V-L-T, coffee.com. And, well, this feature episode, I think a lot of the folks that we're going to be discussing could probably use a good strong cup of True Cult Coffee right now. What do you think, Snowy? Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah, the stronger... The better, because what we are doing is we are doing another one of our exciting watch-alongs. Our veteran longtime listeners will recall, Aaron, just last October, we did our first watch-along for the movie Trick or Treat. Another really cool 80s hard rock heavy metal type movie. And we enjoyed it so much. We had a great time with it and we decided you know what we should kind of do this again and i think this would be the perfect time to do the decline of the western civilization part two the metal years now the idea behind this like with this with this movie right now okay it's it came out in 1988 a documentary film by penelope spheres one of uh, it was the second of a trilogy, the first decline dealing with the uh, punk rock scene of the early '80s, and the third dealing with um, like the crust punk LA scene of the late '90s. But that basically kind of started to morph into more more of like an, a documentary on the home of the homelessness of the late '90s in la which that's that kind of took a unique turn to and just just in terms of just a fun um experience viewing experience overall i think the metal years part two that we're about to dive into i think that's just in terms of that this is the most the one you really want to enjoy yeah because i mean like i i haven't watched the third one yet even though i own it um, but like that first one, it's still kind of depressing, you know, mm-hmm. you still kind of, it's, I, I don't even know how to, how to describe it. We should do a watch along for that one too. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, it's still like, like a little like, eh, but like this one, it's just a party and there's just so much <laughs> ridiculousness in this mm-hmm. one, you know? <laughs> And so many, so many great guests and people that they spoke to in live performances, and yeah. just just an amazing soundtrack. I remember, um, I might have even bought the soundtrack before I saw the movie. Sometimes that happened in the eighties when the when when the, when the record would like we never got it. We never got this in the theater up here. Okay, but it was huge on video. Like every video store that I went to, I had at least one or two copies of it. And so the soundtrack, though, just just an amazing stuff like uh, live Alice Cooper with 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 Guns N' Roses doing Under My Wheels. That's a lot of real exposure came to 
Faster Pussycat for their live version of Bathroom Wall. There was Motorhead. There was um, Lizzie Borden doing a live version of Born to be Wild. There was Megadeth. Uh, Megadeth, In My Darkest yeah. Hour. That that's This was probably a lot of fans or fans that discovered discovering them for the first time through this movie and that song because it's a very accessible song as well. There's a lot of cool songs from Metal Church and Rig and Rigamortis and Armored Saint. Uh, just just a fantastic soundtrack. Um, bah, bah, bah. It was uh, released June seventeenth, nineteen eighty eight, for and it had a budget of half a million dollars. But wow, that's a pretty it, good budget for this. It is, it is. But they they had filmed over about a six month period. Okay, and uh, so yeah, they obviously put a lot of money into it for what is uh, basically what looks like they just showed up and stuck a camera in front of people's faces and all, obviously. But you know, there's a lot of post production and all that that goes into movies, stuff that we we don't see. Yeah. So unfortunately, though, the actual box office for it was three hundred and seventy three thousand. So it lost money at the box office, but like 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 I said, I'll bet you anything, it just it made all all of its money back in home video. I honestly didn't know it came to theaters. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I man, and I talked about this last episode, and I keep meaning to send send you the the Google Map, but I told you I grew up in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Right. I didn't have movie theaters close. My friends didn't have movie theaters close. I remember this when it came to cable TV, stuff like HBO and Cinemax, that sort of stuff. Uh And when I say I remember it, I didn't see it. I remember all my friends that had cable um, could see it. Because when I tell you I live in the middle of nowhere, we lived so far away from the road, they couldn't get cable to us. Oh, wow. Yeah, it, it was years before they even brought cable down our street. And then when they did, they're like, well, yeah, you're too far out. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so I mean, like, I really grew up in the middle of nowhere, man. And so I, I remember people talking about this. Like, I remember seeing the images in magazines. And then I finally, you know, as um, time goes on, like, th- this documentary is probably one of the most... Um, would you say it's probably one of the most used when VH1 did a behind the music? Oh, right. Yeah. Because I feel like like when I finally was able to sit down and watch it, I feel like I had seen the entire thing, just never sequentially. <laughs> Figures, eh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, with me, um, like like I said, it was uh, it was available on video. And I remember me and some of my friends, like we we rented it. And don't shh, 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 don't tell anyone, but we got the whole two VCR things going, and we dubbed copies of it, and we watched it with a case of beer, you know, and our our, our favorite drinks and all that, and it was like we were watching like a live video or something, like we had that that spirit. Oh yeah! Like it was, it was that, it was that sort of vibe in the room, like a bunch of a uh, bunch of us, you know, in front of the TV. Yeah, man, this is awesome! And then we totally mark out whenever any of our favorites came on, and like when the music kicked in and all that. And it, it was a party. It was a party. So um, I'm hoping maybe you and I can kind of reproduce 
this that whole spirit as well while we're watching this. And of course, everyone tuning in now, you know, you've downloaded this show. This is the time to kind of get if you're going to check this film if you have it on dvd if you want to if you want to check it out that way now is the time to put it into your machine it's available on youtube we'll have provided a link to it off of our podbean website and um just whatever manner you're going to do this with now is the time to get us there like i said this is a very apropos time for us to be doing this because today in 1987 is the anniversary day of the release of the first Faster Pussycat album. And I mention that because you're going to see like Faster Pussycat plays, you know, a big uh, part within this, the, this movie. So I like the way the music gods, they all kind of, work shit out for us sometimes (laughs) sometimes sometimes they definitely work against us but tonight they're down for the party as well so we'll uh get ourselves ready here i'm ready when you're ready we're ready okay by now every every time everyone has had ample opportunity to get their shit together as my dad would say and three, two, one, play. Filmed, yeah, August eighty-seven. Okay, yep. what what's he pumping that smoke with? Is that dry ice? I oh, there's Gene. So. <laughs> Yeah, I love this jacket. I would love to have that jacket. <laughs> I wish I had that jacket. There we are, Motorhead, cradle to the grave. Look at these guys. This That's is how great. you started. Of course, of oh, course. Oh, see. People don't moon anymore. <laughs> Have you noticed that, man? Like, people don't moon anymore. That was absolutely an I, yeah. 80s thing. Yeah, you're right. Like, nobody really drops their pants anymore, and I'm disappointed by that. Uh-huh. Man, I like, mean, I think it's something we would do. Dude, I was known for mooning. Um, we were being mooned by, like, one of the other buses, and I was the only person on our bus that they were worried about who would retaliate. <laughs> like, like, I mean, my pants were already halfway down before they could say, Aaron, don't do it. I'm like, fine. <laughs> I was all about it. Okay, so back to Gene Simmons at the beginning of this. Uh-huh. I want that jacket. Like, that's one of my favorite outfits is. Well, would you catch that sweet DRI shirt there? I did. I did, oh. yeah. London Odin, uh, dude, seduce, yeah, <laughs> seduce, and mega death. Uh, oh, this is so great. I I love when we do these, man. <laughs> oh, don't don't die with your feet, dude. Yeah, never die with your feet. I 
Yeah, it's so funny that I never got to see this until, like, I was an adult. Well, by then, you know, you're an adult, you're mature. How can you fully get the experience? <sighs> I was still so happy about it. So I was looking at Penelope today to get ready for this. Mm-hmm. Guess how old she is. Oh, she she probably doesn't want us talking about her age. I, take, a, take a guess. <laughs> Look at this fucking guy. <laughs> Dude, he looks like oh, she's, everybody she's I went to high school with. It's got to be on the other side of 70. 75. Wow. Which means that she was pretty old to be doing these sort of documentaries then. Mm-hmm. Like to have the interest in it. So she's cool. Extra, yeah. Here's wife the material hair. right here. What? <laughs> Look at this. This is great. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah. Look at how young Lemmy kind of looks there, eh? Oh, my goodness, yeah. And you figure he was still in his 40s. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that scene with Paul Stanley, I think that was shot the same time they were shooting Kiss Exposed. Oh, okay. You remember Kiss Exposed? Uh, that was a home video, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and they were at the Kiss Mansion, quote unquote. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, no. There's no yeah. way it's 16 inches pound. Yeah. You're lucky if you get six. London. Now there is a band that nobody talks like that anymore either. Like how many times you hear somebody sitting around saying, "I got a bigger dick than you." Nobody says that anymore. No, and I'm glad. Like I I never. You know, like talking about your dick. This scene right here. (laughs) This is my favorite scene. This sums up everything about Gene. (laughs) And how many people shop for lingerie in their lingerie in a lingerie store? Mm Hmm. Well, yeah, apparently I remember an interview with Penelope Spears where she was like, she let the, she let her subjects decide where they wanted to shoot. And and Gene was like, well, I don't want to do anything tacky. How about a lingerie shot? (laughs) Yeah, nothing tacky. And she's like, yeah, that's exactly what, what Spears said. Yeah, nothing tacky. That guy right there, that's still you today. Uh huh. <laughs> okay. See, Lemmy, that Lemmy is still the coolest person in this entire show. Oh, L- yeah. Like with that backdrop, like nobody mm-hmm. has an eye for cool like that guy. Look at Alice. <laughs> this was a stroke of genius. This is amazing. Like this, this little montage of uh, this of the disclaimers and all that. Oh yeah. Like 
that's the sign of a good filmmaker. Like, come up with something unique. Yeah. And that was, I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> Over the years, I don't know how many times I've I've imitated Lizzie Borden there when he went, thank you. Oh, dear. I, I do that all the time. <laughs> so, all right. Lizzie Borden's outfit. He has like the Captain Steubing hat, right? From Love right. Boat. And he's wearing a jacket like he just got back from Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. <laughs> and I loved it. Like, I think I'd still wear that to now. Although, is that swastikas on the arms? Or is that um, pentagrams? Oh, I don't know. I saw something on the elbows. Watch, watch next time here. Let's see here. It's the other elbow. Obviously, it's not never the one we can see. Of course, now that now now that we're looking. No, I know. It. Now we're looking for it. This was such a unique band back then because they 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 did have a commercial melodic sound. Yeah. Okay, but they never broke through to the mainstream. It was all, despite not being loud and brutal and nasty. It was it was the underground. It was the well. That's it, it was the it was the thrash it was the thrashers it was the death metal black metal fans and it's that embraced imagery. Lizzie Borden. Oh, well, yeah, it's the imagery, it's the lyrical content, you know, like. Mm. Yeah, the competition just must have been brutal yeah. back then. I I tell you. I would love to have a time machine and be able to visit the uh, Sunset Strip um, for the 80s, like yeah. the entire decade. You and you me know? Oh, we would have to be at least 21 then. Well, yeah. You know, like... Yeah, dude, but you kind of sign up for it. Yeah. You know, like I just <laughs> like this. You're living your dream. This, this, this is what you want to do. Of course, the road is rough. It's not my dream. So, like, I do what I do. You know, I interview bands and I party with them afterwards and all that. But then I go home to my comfortable bed and beautiful wife and all that. I wonder where yeah. all these costumes are. Oh, jeez! Like, does somebody still have them somewhere? <laughs> And if they suddenly showed up on eBay, what would they go for? Oh, yeah. And well, did you catch the drummer's outfit? I think, I swear that was just like duct tape. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. My kids have been making a lot of duct tape crafts. I'm up on my duct tape. Ah. That would actually be a good idea for a TV show because right, right now there's that pro wrestling show. Like the hidden treasures of the WWF or whatever, where they go around oh. and find all these memorabilia. Like metal needs rock and roll that. treasures, dude. Okay, off air, we're gonna write that series. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. We'll sketch out the episodes. We will get secure funding because I need to see all this stuff. Now, who's this? Which band is this? I think that was London. This is now. This is Poison. That's Poison. 
Now, is that Bobby Dahl or Ricky Rocket beside him? Uh, Dahl, I think. I think so, too. Yep. <laughs> so cocky. Well, you kind of needed that. You oh, kind yeah. of needed that. You know, we are going to make it because there's no plan B, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, 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 we have to. You know what? CC doesn't shut up, but he really is a great rock and roll guitarist. So underrated. Yeah. So I'm, underrated. I'm never going to say he's the world's greatest guitarist, but he is definitely one of the great rock and roll guitarists. Like, he mm -hmm. is rock and roll. And because he's in a poison and it's all glitz, glitz and glamour, like sometimes talent, it's there. It doesn't get noticed. Yeah. It's got that nice jacket it, it on. It just yeah. made me laugh. This is great. Yeah, he's an accountant. He can't count. <laughs> yeah. yeah. See, enough. good. They made the yeah. same joke. Yeah. Did you hang on to the money, though? That's what I would love to like play oh. these clips for uh -huh. these guys. Okay, how much money do you have left? Did you make mm -hmm. it? Ha <laughs> Good man. He's honest. Oh, the rainbow. Uh, oh, dude. It looks the same. All the pictures of it look the same. That's the best part. Why not? Well, they weren't always multi-million dollar bands. You know, they were... They were all garage bands at one time. So this was made what year? Was this made 86 or 87? 87 to 88, about six months period. So did their second album even come out, out yet? Like open up and say, ah? Uh? No, I think this was... This is still just off their success from Look What the off, Cat Drank did. first record, yeah. Talk about the power of that first record for those guys. Tough. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I, wow. You know, people don't flyer anymore either. Um, we do. We do. Do you? The, uh, yeah. For uh, what you call it? For what you call it? For for Ninja Cat Productions. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I we miss do. cool flyers. They are. They are. Sorry, you were mentioning the strength of the Poison record. You're uh, dude, absolutely right. Yeah. That first record, like, when you think of what that first record did for that band, because, I mean, open up and say, oh, I was okay. But it, it was nowhere near the first record. Like, that first record really carried them. And then uh, every rose, and they were done. Like, they were set, you know? Mm-hmm. Wow! What do you think Imagine that guy's doing? eighteen years old and you're a concert promoter, right? At eighteen. What was that guy's name? Desi Benjamin. <laughs> That's something. 
she looks for the school district. Yeah. That's great. Who's that guy? This guy, I don't know. He's Wet Cherry or something. Wet Cherry? Yeah, and these were the guys from Tough, which they actually, they the only thing from Tough that I really got into is they did a uh, remake of um, Sad But True or something, but they changed the lyrics about a pro, uh, a, a pro hair metal and an anti... Uh, Anti-grunge lyrics, you know how? Well, okay, you know, you, you know how Kid Rock redid "Sad but True." Kinda. Tough kind of did this. They kind of did the same thing. It's 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 an incredible song. Okay. It's one of my favorite hair songs of all time. Oh, that'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, see, I, I I couldn't see me doing that because I would want to crash at the end of the I night know. on a comfy bed. I know, I never understood you know, when that I wake either. Up, when, the, when I wake up in the morning, I want to check the Jays score, you know? like I'm not throwing the fucking TV out the window. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's Roxy Petruzzi, right, from Vixen? Yeah, I don't know how to put on lipstick. How about you? Yeah, I can't say that I'm very good at it. No, I, I'm, um, I would have worn black lipstick when I was doing like my kiss stuff, right. and I know I had to have a girl put it on me. Ah, because and you know I try, but I know I can't do it. Yeah, see, that's how you do it. Hmm. I saw. I saw. I learned to do stuff in my hair. Here we go. This scene here. Oh, God. Yes. See, I remember the girls in the 80s wearing heavier makeup. And mo other than that very last girl where they're like, they're really not wearing a lot of heavy makeup in this. Not yet. No. No, you're right. Even the dudes. <laughs> okay, dude, I want you. I want to see you now. I want to see if you're still looking like this. Though. I'd love to see all of them now. Look at this. Yeah, yeah. Look how cool he is. The <laughs> shoes, the pants, the jacket. Uh, <laughs> like that, yeah. Yeah, and Fringe. Who told Dave Fringe was okay? <laughs> yeah. Hey, it was Aerosmith that created. It's Clamp. okay for Aerosmith. Steven Tyler, it's okay. He's the original, yeah. Yeah, but not if you're Dave Mustaine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here's a rock and roll regret. Never interviewed Bill Gazzari. Yeah, dude. Just imagine the stories. Dude. Again, Steve Tyler. Oh, hell yeah. Okay, Ricky Rackman, when yeah. he was like an MTV VJ as well, right? Yes, but he got his start doing these clubs, and he knew all the L.A. rock and rollers, 
and Axel got him the gig on um, Headbangers Ball. Ah. Because he actually knew Axel Rose before they became big. And Tammy Downs was the co-owner in the Cat House Club with Ricky. Oh, okay. Like him and Tammy are good friends. I should have known that. You know what? I'm I'm sure at some point I probably did, but... I've been uh, listening to Ricky's podcast occasionally. Like, I'm behind a few episodes. But, dude, his stories from this era are just amazing. No doubt. No doubt. He's definitely a guy to pick the brain of. Oh, yeah. And and he lives um in North Carolina. He's, like, only, like, a state away from me. Ah. Because he, he's big into NASCAR racing now. If I could get back all the money that I spent on beer and vodka in high school that I drank to the first Faster Pussycat record, man, I could fucking retire. I was going to say, you probably buy IBM, right? <laughs> That's right. It was, for us, it was it was an ultimate drinking record. Like, it had everything in it. See, look at that, Cone or the Cat House. I still can't believe that this record only came out in the summer of 87. I honestly thought it was like earlier 86. Ugh. I don't want to be that guy and I'm not into slut shaming and all that, yeah. but some of these girls I'm sure were a good time, but uh, I don't know. I don't oh. know. I, I I brought Mrs. Snowy home. Okay. <laughs> you you should hear the stories that Ricky tells about the cat house. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. And if I was if I was 21 and single, I I I'm not gonna uh, I'm I'm not gonna bullshit you, man. I would be knee deep in this. Uh... All right. So speaking of 21, do you know what very famous guitarist? Um, used to hang out at the cat house when he was 17. Oh, Slash? Guitarist? Well, no, he's the guitarist currently for Rob Zombie. Oh, John Five? John Five. And Ricky talks about it. He's like, yeah, he's like, they tell me, oh, here's this kid. He's an amazing guitarist. He's going to go somewhere. And Ricky's like, yeah, they tell me that about every kid. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh no doubt no doubt everyone wants to be a star everyone yeah. is man to, to have some of these flyers now oh yeah like oh then you beat them up see I, I i could never do that like when a beat band hand, hands you a flyer and then you just throw it away like like i've i've got a ton of flyers like down in the snowy vault that i kept over the years and i've got some hanging up in my living room and all that like this is rock and roll history yeah i'm the you same know, way how, i can't i can't even if it's if it's something i don't want i won't take it but if i take it i'm not gonna just throw it on the ground that's just, yeah, just like why be a jerk you know yeah yeah like there, there are many times I'll leave a show and I got my backpack full of flyers and all that. Oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was such a great line. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, but I I got a lot of respect for people that work at Rod and Ronnie's. I know I couldn't do it. Uh, you know, my wife and I were talking about it the other day. That I was just saying, I'm like, the kids working fast food today, uh, like, it just they just can't hack it anymore. Like, I worked fast food for a number of years. You know, and like that's where I learned to give a shit. You know what I mean? Doesn't matter what job you're doing, you got to do it well. Well, you got to give it 110 no matter what you're doing. Yeah, whether you're that's exactly stage, it. Working Rod Ronnie's or anything, it's just. But now nobody gives 110. percent Doesn't matter what job somebody's working. All the time I hear somebody say they don't pay me enough for this. They don't pay me enough for this. They don't pay me enough for this. I've seen people making way more than I'm making say they don't pay me enough for this. I'm like, then what uh-huh. the fuck are you paid for? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> this song is such a great song. Mm-hmm. This is so rock and roll. What was their other big hit? Well, I think the song that really put them on, okay, because, you know, they're from the glam metal yeah. scene, and the formula was you have those couple of rocking songs, and then a ballad. And then you have the ballad to uh, House of Pain. House of Pain. There yes. we go. Yes, that's it. Which I have, I don't, I don't like love ballads. House of Pain, though, had a message. Oh, yeah. And a very powerful message. And, oh, yeah, and that that really resonated with me. Yeah, that's I mean, if you think about that song, like that's some very good songwriting. Just mm-hmm. lyrical content, the craft of it, like yeah, mm-hmm. you know. And I mean, hair metal is like everybody's favorite joke, but it's also everybody's go-to party music. Uh, yeah, you know. So it's like <laughs> you can't really have that both ways. We, we got to give them their due. I mean, uh, these guys. It, no matter what you want to say about them, they were still probably uh, working harder and more talented than a lot of whatever is in the pop charts today. You know? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And well, not to say everybody, because like like Billie Eilish, I, like, she's amazing. You know, reg- you know, the Van Halen comment aside, she's really amazing. Because <laughs> I know you still like to give her hell for that. But like, right. she's absolutely fantastic, man. That's what I like, lady. There you go. <laughs> These two. Look at this. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> wow. Honestly, though, we don't like to have music on at that moment. I like to think we're making our own music. Oh, no. I, I like to have like a backing band. <laughs> one of my buddies, his favorite was death metal because you know, he liked the blast beat snares of that. Uh-huh. You know, yeah, yeah. I don't think Cannibal Corpse is getting Mrs. Snowy into the mood. I mean, addicted to vaginal skin. What's a bigger turn on? <laughs> oh, listen to this right here. Uh, oh yeah. It went up my nose. Yeah, so, it went up my nose. That, that's the that's most the famous line, right dude. There. Uh-huh. And that's a sad commentary, really. Yeah, but he, think about, at least he's been honest about it. It is. You know? it, it is. But there are so many artists now yeah. that are struggling that kind of had their heyday in the 80s. And it's like, well, where's the fucking money that I was making? Well, I'm sorry. You snorted and smoked it all. Yeah. 
Well, they all thought they were going to be Zeppelin, Aerosmith. Oh, I mean, yeah. like when trend. you think about the yeah. bands that are still around that are still doing okay. I mean, like like Kiss. Even when Kiss has had their dry periods, like in the you know in the nineties and stuff, those guys had still socked away so much money. Mm-hmm. You know, like like I I don't know. No, I, I totally <laughs> that was agree. good. God, I can't believe how young Joe Perry looks there. I can't eh? believe how damn cool he looks in that jacket. I like that jacket. <laughs> like the, these two look cooler than I will ever look in my entire life. I will never look this cool. <laughs> but none of them look as cool as fucking Lemmy does with the city behind him. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he's the fucking star. I think. I think you can. You can equate Aerosmith. You can equate like these two with with Mick and Keith. Oh yeah. With with John and Paul, you know, like yeah, because they have that they have that singer guitarist combination. Oh yeah. Your own spin, yeah. Yeah. Look at this. (laughs) (laughs) He's so cool. (laughs) Look at this. Yeah. (laughs) I think he was talking wasp there. When you when you read his when you read his lips. I think I think Cooper name drop wasp there. Look, look at Ozzy. Imagine him cooking you breakfast right now in this kitchen. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you know, at that point he was still kind of a has been on his way back up. And you realize he's still going when a lot of the people in this are barely a memory. Are done, yeah. yeah, yeah, are done or are barely barely scraping on. And Alice yeah. Cooper in his seventies still killing it, not yep. just live, not just cashing in on the whole nostalgia. New records all the time. That that Detroit Stories album, amazing, absolutely fantastic. Look at that car. This <laughs> Oh, and that one. This is definitely oh, This was oh. definitely one of the most underrated bands in the 80s. I don't remember this band at, at all. Okay, well Seduce they they didn't come out of the the LA scene. Apparently what had happened is you, their record label, okay? Yeah. Was pay attention to the road, dude. Why? Their record label was investing money into this movie. And, oh, and that's how they got in it? And that's how they they got in it. They said, okay, well, we have this band. They're called Seduce. Can you squeeze them into your movie, even though they're not from L.A.? And, well, what is Spears going to do? Say no? Yeah. Like, it's her investors. 
And I always thought that was kind of weird, but it didn't bother me really because it introduced me to this kick-ass band. Well, and at least they're in these awesome cars. (laughs) Those cars are amazing, man. It's just it's just too too bad. Seduce kind of came in the outdoor. Yeah, and and it's it's too bad they had some wicked chops. Crash Landing was an amazing track. I'll have to go back and listen. Like I do not know anything by that band. Was that a Kawasaki? The bike? Um, if I don't know that, don't tell my brother. That I don't know if it's a Kawasaki or not because he drove Kawasaki's like when we were growing up and all that. Like he had a he had a Kawasaki Kawasaki seven fifty. I don't own a motorcycle. I don't have a single tattoo. But you know what I love? Bikes and tattoos. <laughs> yes. Uh huh. I have no tat myself, but oh, Mrs. Snowy's covered in them, and she's fucking amazing. This is this is it. Seduces crash landing. This is a pretty cool tune. It is. It is. After wow. this movie came out, our our MTV Much Music on on the Much Music Power yeah. Hour, they jumped all over this song. Okay, I really need to go give these guys a listen. Oh, look at that mm. Les Paul dude, man. Some of the guitars in this, like that Jackson bass, it's worth something to somebody, not to me. But like, I bet you some of these Les Pauls would fetch a pretty penny today. Oh, no doubt. So what was with like the, um, the captain's hats? Like, I'm seeing a lot of these, and I don't remember the, there being that many in the '80s, other than Captain Stubing. So, like, what's what's with those little hats? Uh, Do you remember? Like, was that a thing in Canada? Yeah, um, or was it no, just moose antlers? No. Maybe I just never noticed it because, like, when I think caps, I think baseball caps. Yeah. And I, yeah. I still I wear a baseball cap every day. It's kind of my thing. Now, is Lemmy wearing a hat in this, or is he just got no. the hair flowing? Because no, let me start wearing a hat later years, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. So I wonder if Lemmy stole that from this, because he said he was going to steal some. <laughs> yeah, dude, look at this. Look at that belt. <laughs> yes, married, not dead. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Why did someone say something? This is so funny, dude. That's right. Where's the internet DJ groupies, man? Like, come on. What's going on here? Well, I think you have one, <laughs> Mrs. Snowy. <laughs> Oh, 
Oh, come on. Oh, dude. Really? Wow. <laughs> I've only been here five weeks, and I've, it's been nothing but orgies. <laughs> Fuck. I, dude, I love that jacket. <laughs> I want Jean's jacket. I love I love how they're intermingling these stories together. You know, how yeah. you know they're 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 cutting them up and you got to pay attention to to all of them all at once. <laughs> ha! Yeah, I don't know how Mr. Snowy does it every morning. <laughs> The road crew is very friendly. Okay, is Paul in body glove spandex right now? Yeah, uh, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> oh, this is so funny. I. I am convinced that was from Kiss Exposed. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, I never really thought about that, but that's... Well, well, yeah, but, you know, like, that's... that. This is the same... She had the same rhetoric that that Tipper had as well back then yeah. and all that. Yeah. It's misogynist. Yeah. It's sexist and all that. But, uh, part of me says, well, like the women are agreeing to do it and it's, it's the same as a movie. Yeah. You know, like I've watched 800 million horror movies that have been nothing but misogyny all through it. Every Friday, the 13th movie and all that. It's that's a good point. It's hacking up a naked girl and yeah. all that. Oh jeez. Okay, don't don't be bragging about that, girls, because that's every everyone's a sex addict, really. Like unless you've unless you've um t taken a vow of celibacy in a monastery or something, or you're eighty. Okay, we're all sex addicts. Oh, jeez. Oh, God. Yeah, your mom's proud, pal. Yeah. <laughs> now, he's he's matured, okay? And these girls have matured and all that, and they've met that special someone, and there's no way that they're like, I'm not showing him or her this movie, you know? Or that other guy is, like, still trying to be that guy at whatever age he is now 
you know. Uh, yeah, I guess maybe that's a that whole cougar thing, I guess. Jeez. Oh, that's a dude? Jeez. <laughs> well, see, this ties into one of my favorite jokes. What do you call a guitarist without a girlfriend? Oh, yes. I was, you know what, dude? I was just thinking that as they're talking about girls in the scene and all yeah. that. Yeah, he, he's, he's homeless. Yeah, homeless. Yeah. Homeless, yeah. It is sad. It is sad. And it's it, it's not just it's 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 just sad like if it's the same thing with women that are gold diggers. Yeah. You, you remember know, like Airheads? You, you right. Like Chaz, his character was like a play on this. Oh, for sure. For that was sure. So good. Because his his girlfriend did all the heavy lifting yeah. and all that. And he did nothing. Okay, we so we so have to do an airheads. Uh, oh, absolutely! Watch along because that's one of my favorite films. That's as a fantastic well. movie. Some of Adam Sandler's best work. <laughs> it's really the only Adam Sandler Sandler movie that I give a shit about. Really, this poor band. There are so many bands, so many people that have been in this band and then went on to make it and yeah. london never did a damn thing they never got out of la now they're basically a farm league <laughs> they are they are what do you think about yeah, it it's kind of, they're kind of like the pirates in major league baseball <laughs> you know everybody knows that they've got good players and they snatch them up yeah <laughs> <laughs> And that's too bad because I think they're going to kick into the song Russian Winter and like that's an incredible track. What? I think they were <laughs> on tour, a tour or something. And I do not remember hearing this part. This is so funny. <laughs> I bet a lot of the people in this movie are being tortured by their current significant others. Hey, let's oh, watch this again. Oh, is this what you like? Shut up. Leave me alone. I was 20. <laughs> That's right. 
Yeah, they were one of the originals, and they just never caught on. This is this this was probably London at their peak. So supposedly, Nikki Six was a founder of London. Is that mm-hmm. true? Yeah, yeah, lot, lot, lots of. So did they kick him out, or did he leave to start um, Molly Crew? Don't know. I don't know if he left or or if they ditched him or what. It's just. I mean, with these um, bio movies and all that. Yeah. Okay, London. Here, there is a band because there is so much history. You know, like for the the most famous band that never made it. Yeah. Because all of their all of their former members that did time within London have gone on to do something huge. That's amazing. Like there is your Netflix miniseries right yeah. there. That's a that's a really good good dude. You've gotten a couple of great ideas for some series here tonight. <laughs> well, we, yeah. we need to start pitching Netflix with these. <laughs> yeah. Start copywriting some of this shit. Patent pending. Patent pending. That'd be for an invention, Snowy. <laughs> well. <laughs> you you did not invent the rock star. What? As as much as is <laughs> you're 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 like right there is close. I'm pretty sure there's somebody right before you. <laughs> Oh jeez. Wow. <laughs> Dude, shh, shut up, shut up. <laughs> oh, the cold with the height of the Cold War. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> He, he should have tried that ahead of time. Yeah. He should have practiced. Yeah. Maybe soak it in a little lighter fluid. There we go. Yeah. That is the worst flag going up in flames I've ever seen in my I, life. In my day, I've seen some flag burning, and that is definitely. Yeah. <laughs> that is definitely the worst flag burning I've ever seen. Yeah. If you're going to do it, commit. Come on. That's right. Holy jeez. I set my trombone on fire went up faster than that. <laughs> wow. Oh, jeez. Okay, oh. dude, at, at this stage, I wouldn't be worrying about shit like that. But you know what, though? Like, that kind of stuff is, is what separated bands from other bands. You know, people got known for that stuff early on. Dude, that's that I mean, that's why people knew KISS for their pyrotechnics and setting the bass player on fire. Uh, I don't I don't know. Like I have the punk punk mentality of like get your song shit together. Like get get your shit down first. Well, but 
that's nice to say, get your shit down first, but let's be honest here. What punk band has their shit together? <laughs> like, the whole point of punk is that you can tell they're just barely hanging on. Like, all it takes is if somebody blinks, the whole thing is going off the rails. <laughs> Nowadays, he'd be shot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, you didn't. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, you didn't. I believe yeah. you got your ass handed to you, but no. Uh, you didn't <laughs> I'm sorry, glam rockers just don't strike fear in me. No. <laughs> but this is a kick ass tune. Uh, BC Rich um, Mockingbird is pretty sweet. I had that same shirt she just flashed. <laughs> I was waiting for you to catch that. <laughs> I almost wore it tonight. Well, you should have, man. I know, it's, for this episode. get the spirit of this. She borrowed it from me. <laughs> Dude, you remember trucks like this? Uh, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I think that was one of the problems with a lot of bands. They figured, okay, I've got a record deal. I got a record that's on the verge of going gold. Yeah. I've got it made. Uh, well, maybe not. Is this the last time Ozzy has been coherent on film? <laughs> Apparently Spears has gone out and saying like this this was this this whole thing with him was kind of tacked on and it wasn't initially part of the original filming and all well, that. Well, I know it's not his house. Like I remember they found like a kitchen for him to cook in. Yeah, it's kind of a what they call a the whole the, the whole segment is kind of faked. Well, but this whole movie was like there's a lot of this stuff that was really set up like like stuff that I read. It, it this is kind of like the first reality TV quote unquote where they're telling the story they want to tell, you know, mm. by setting setting the stage with stuff like this. But yeah, there's a, probably a lot of people that uh, only know Ozzy from the Osbournes TV series. Oh, yeah, dude. You know, and it's like, well, we kind of know another 
you know, we know another Aussie. All you see is the uh, 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 whatever, which honestly, yeah. I think a lot of that was put on. No, like, I don't. At the time, like now he's having mental issues like Alzheimer's and all I, that, which is totally I, understandable. Dude, I'm telling you, it had been coming on for years before he was diagnosed. Like when when you go back, especially if you go back and watch the Osbournes, like there's something was off, but, but he's Aussie. You just figured, okay, the drugs are just kicking in today, you know? Okay. Yeah. But at, at the same time, I also yeah. remember reading and seeing a lot of interviews with Ozzy where he, he was a different person than what you saw at that time though. Yeah. Cause I never saw anything at that time where he was coherent during like Osborne's time. But back to Ozzy for a second. That was a sweet bathrobe. I would not mind one. <laughs> Gets the kid out of heavy metal. Do you remember that? That was a big thing. Uh, yeah, the the PMRC had their back in control thing where they actually... We have a way to deprogram you out of metal oh, yeah. and out of punk and all that. And I'm like, oh my god! Like, my um my neighbor and granted like i only had like two or three neighbors but right. he he went to this um religious summer camp and he's like yeah he's like all these kids burn their heavy metal metal records i'm like dude were they stupid he's like no man you would have been so moved by the holy spirit you would have burned your records i'm like hell no I no i won't so. <laughs> yeah. yeah like how how piss poor of a parent are you if that you have to rely on a politician to parent your child. Oh, dude. Well, think about what was going on at the time. The 80s was kind of the, well, late 70s, early 80s. That was the birth of the latchkey kid. That was That's when the single parent came to promise and they were figuring it out. You know? Not promise, but like like came to the forefront. No, I, Remember, I there were mean, more yeah. single parents then because divorce started happening more in the sixties and seventies. You know, mm-hmm. I never got searched much because I was too willing. <laughs> Dude, you laugh, but that is the quickest way to get out of that. Oh, no, and someone's no, like, no. "Okay, I got to pat you down." You're like, "Yes, please." Yes, sir. Dude, they're like, "Okay, you can go." Yes, that's yeah, what it is. Okay, so yeah. that's what it is. Yeah. And then Dio's like, "You fuckers! It's an old Italian thing." <laughs> that's right. That's right. Did you say the Jesus Krispies? The Jesus Krispies, yeah. Oh, God. (laughs) The sixes, yes. No, that's really not how that works. That's not it at all. No. First of all, if the thumb is the third six, the thumb out is sign language for i love you it is in no way is the thumb out for the horns this is how ignorant these people are ah yeah oh the 80s oh i love that cassette number of the beast maybe his intention is just to be a rock star and write music and live his dream how about that like, think about Bark of the Moon and just the horror imagery. Like, what a great, 
like horror story. I mean, we're none of these people were attacking horror movies on the streets, right? They weren't out there protesting that, or were they? No, maybe no, they were. No, not really. American Werewolf in London. Not at this time. Yeah, like horror- Bark at the Moon was American Werewolf in London the musical. I mean, come on. It was definitely. Okay, that dude was old as dirt then. Then, and and he still stuck around for many years. I want to be a Miss Gazzari dancer. <laughs> Look at that hair. Oh, my God. Okay, the girl in the white with that hair, that hair, dude. That's 80s. That's She is Miss 80s hair right there. Wow. <laughs> I can't take her seriously. I'm sorry. It's the way she says it. Yeah, sorry. Whoa. I forgot about oh, this scene. I yeah. uh, okay, like the the hair kills it for me, but yeah, it's, like, I I admit it, I'm totally an ass man, and she's got it going on there. You're so funny. I I for, I for, keep forgetting because you had that whole Pinterest board about you're an ass man. Uh yeah, <laughs> until yeah, until they said yeah, that's enough of your shit. <laughs> Okay, she reminds me of Heather Locklear. Wow. Uh-huh. Dude, did you see that cartwheel? That's that's some talent. Yeah. The sad thing, okay, this yeah. this is the peak of this girl's life. Yeah. Being Miss Miss Gazzari's nineteen eighty seven or whatever, like that's but I mean, think yeah. about how many kids still, where their senior year is the peak of their life. Mm-hmm. And that's sad. Oh yeah, man. That's sad. I'm sorry. Like I'm, I just turned fifty. I have been living the peak of my life the last twenty years. Yeah, I hear you set a new personal record today. By the way, most consecutive days alive. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. Tomorrow you'll break the record, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> I love her hair. <laughs> How do you choose? I like, say, imagine all... if you're a judge. Wow, that split was something. If I was judging this contest, it, it would be the girl with the least amount of shit in her hair. And oh, the no. Least I, well, the hair's got to look right. Like, I like her hair. But, like, the one girl just looked like a giant blonde dandelion or a Q-tip. (laughs) 
one of his girlfriends danced to that and somebody groped her. That's what he's upset about. That has to yeah. be. Yeah. <laughs> Odin. Oh my God. There they are. Here's a band that should have been. You know, it's funny, like, when you hear about all these guys saying all this stuff, and you think about Motley Crue and the shit they took, Mm -hmm. and Nicky was a songwriter. He was constantly writing. And I don't know if, (laughs) like, how many of these other guys are really doing it. Because, I mean, think about how many times you'd read about these other hair metal bands like Poison, for example, and they'd be like, oh, we were really struggling to write songs in the studio, but, you know, we think we got them this time. But you never heard about that with Motley Crue. Motley Crue was always, yeah, we, have, we had to, like, you know, pick pick a few, you know? They, right. They never had that problem because they were always writing. And that's what you got to do. Yeah. And, I mean, and Nikki will tell you that they're not all winners, you know? Like he mm-hmm. talks about, um, fuck, Home Sweet Home. He's like, you should see the lyrics I cut out of that. Oh, dude, I'm going to get you a pair of pants like that. <laughs> no, I don't think that's going to ventilate your scrotum sack. There's really no yeah, airflow just... going that way, buddy. That's not how that works. Oh, I don't see a lot of people when I'm out and about in the Winnipeg scene, you know, me and buttless chaps or something. Yeah, I'm I don't totally see a lot of assless chaps. <laughs> I don't think a, I don't see a lot of people appreciating when that. When I make it to Winnipeg, that's what we're both going to wear. We're going to go out in assless chaps. We'll have an R painted on one cheek and an M on the other. <laughs> there we are. Yes. Okay, Toots. Spell Odin. That blonde girl, like, she's older than the girl that I know, but she looks identical to a girl I went to high school with. Ah. And it's nowhere near the same girl, because, I mean, at at this time, she was easily a good five to six years older than her. Jeez. Oh, jeez. Doesn't do him any less, but he doesn't do him any more. <laughs> do him any less, right? I'm totally getting you those pants. You need those pants, Snowy. <laughs> Look at that. See? That's, that, that'll get Mrs. Snowy hot. Hotter than a Timmy Ho's say, coffee. <laughs> there's, there's only one person that would appreciate that. <laughs> I'll be... Hitting up Mrs. Snowy on the sly, like I need Snowy's trouser size, please. <laughs> and then I'm gonna cut the butt cheeks out. I think you kinda are there, pal. Yeah, you're probably not. You're one step of it, pal, yeah.
Those are 80s riffs. What in the world is that bass? I'm trying to figure out the shape of that bass. (laughs) The guy on the left, what the heck is that thing? You know, Odin is such a great name, and this isn't it doing is. it for me. See, that? what the hell is that bass? What is that thing? I can't figure out what that shape is supposed to be. At first, I was wondering, like, it's supposed to be a dick. All right. But then I'm like, no. Yeah, what the hell is that? See? Yeah. What is that? <laughs> Okay, the word Odin. Yeah. Okay, like we didn't really think of anything of it back then, but now, okay, if you're gonna call your band Odin, like you, you have to be like, like a thrash band, like an Amon Amarth. Oh yeah. Deal. You have to be a Viking metal, like an Alestorm type band or whatever, because that's that's what you associate. You know Gr- Greek mythology with now, or Norse Norse mythology, or any sort of mythology. Oh yeah, like this name. You're right. Does not fit the LA no. scene. Like none no. of these people have read a book. They don't know anything. You know, they just saw Odin is a kick-ass name, and it is a kick-ass name. Oh, it is, but it doesn't mean nothing to these people. What the heck is that bass? <laughs> yeah. All right. I got to look this one up. That's good to say. Are you going to sleep tonight? No. No, it's going to drive me crazy. Yeah, that's not how it works, man. Yeah, sorry. No, you're not. (laughs) That is some great confidence. Well, you have to. Look at that fucking guy. (laughs) He was spaced right out. Yeah, are you going to come hear my band tonight? No. Well, she made it. For a while there, at least. Who was that? Oh, that was Susie Gardner from Vixen. Okay. I can't find that damn bass. 
to have sent. <laughs> Everybody in the 80s, I know, said that. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, God. Coming. This is this is rough. Yeah. Yeah. There is a very different Chris Holmes today. Okay, like this. This is a Chris Holmes that you probably don't want to be friends with. Oh, yeah. Okay, but today... Now, I haven't spoken to him yet. We haven't had him on the show and all that. That is coming. That's on no spoiler, but, you know, things are in the works. But he's this This man is matured. This This is definitely a different man than what you see here. My heart goes out to his mother. He, he claims that he was sober and faking this. Well, then why would you subject your mother to this? The, the, well, this... if you look at the smirk on her face, though, I'm like, I think she knows he's faking. Like, look at look at that smirk. She's trying to keep a straight face. You know, she would well, be better I off looking hope... horrified to sell it. Dude, you can't smoke in the in the water. That puts your cigarette out. <laughs> you can't smoke underwater. You can smoke above the water. <laughs> wow. Dude. Well, fortunately, he never died. He's still with us. I know. I check every so often. He is currently 63. All right, but he's still with us. He's still making music. He's still touring. Like, obviously, Wasp has been in the rearview mirror for years. But... Oh, my God. Oh, it's coming. Oh, God. Like, what a waste of booze, man. So, (laughs) I'm not believing that's alcohol. His eyes be burning right now. Oh, probably. Probably. I'm not buying this. Like, watching this now, knowing what I know. Come on. He would have had to wipe his eyes off. That's water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not buying it. I mean, he's definitely slurring like he's drunk, but mm-hmm. I feel like... like yeah, there's, this, there's this, no way. This was an eye-opener, too. Like, oh, I, yeah. never, I never wanted to be this guy you know what i mean like when i when i when i was pissing it up you know when i was 17 watching this and all that we were we were only doing it on a friday or a saturday night you know like and i i to this day i look at i remember this sequence and say 
there's no way I could be this guy. Dude, this is the scene that everybody in my high school was talking about. Mm-hmm. Everybody. The oh, next yeah. day, because they, they all watched it the same night. And the next day, this is what everybody was talking about. Yeah. And I'm sure a lot of people, you know, they're young and dumb and all that. They probably thought this was cool. And this isn't. This is sad. Okay, even if even if it is a work, to use wrestling terminology, it's sad. Oh, yeah. I think you're more than that, dude. Yeah. No, I made a promise. I made a promise to Mrs. Snowy and Little Snowy that a long time ago that they wouldn't have to worry about me. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, that's one of the things I never understood. Okay, you're on top of the world. You have this yeah. great musical career. You got platinum records. You know, like you're 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 it. You're doing it. Why do you want to piss it away by doing heavy drugs? Gene and Paul still talk about that, and I mean, they talk about that in that A and E documentary about Peter and um, right. Ace. Yeah. Right on, pal. Fist bump. Music is my drug. Okay, see, I couldn't do that. I, I, you know, like... See, look at that. You know what? As much shit as people give uh, Kiss, you got to hand it to them. They have always been anti-drugs and alcohol. And like, no, you know what? Everything in moderation. You don't have to party. yeah. Yeah. Wow. You know who he was talking about. Oh, he's talking about Ace and Peter. Oh, definitely. You you could tell. And you could see that it kind of bugged him. Yeah. Oh. It definitely bugs him. (laughs) 
<laughs> to a vote. Oh, I love Alice Cooper. He's so damn funny, dude. You got to give Cooper so much credit, though, because he's been married to the same woman, like, for decades. Yeah. Like, she has seen him through everything. Yeah. Like, that's there's just some people that just don't get enough credit. He's one of them. Oh my goodness. Okay. At least from the angle, I dated a girl that looked just like that blonde. Not, okay. not this one. Well, unless it's the same one that was wearing whatever that dress was a minute ago. But from that angle, like she had the same hair. Ah. Like, I mean, she was obviously younger at the time. We were in high school. These, right. these All these people were older than us at the time. But wow. Dude, I'm wearing a G-string right now. I don't know about you. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know. I've, I've even, even as a teenager, yeah, all this sexy lingerie is cool and all that. There is just something so sexy about just, just a girl jeans, t-shirt, and just plain white cotton bra and panties because it's real. Or okay, I'm or just a pair some, of jeans, I'm, no shirt. <laughs> okay, I'm I'm gonna run something past you. All right. Okay, remember when you were 18? Barely. 20. Okay. 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 Now, okay, you're in a strip bar, and you see some young lady come on, and she's got the lingerie and the makeup and the hair and all that, and she's all done up because she's she's giving you the fantasy. Okay. Okay. And yeah, she's doing a great job and all that. As hot as that is, now picture yourself. You're in high school, okay? You're at you're at a house party, and there's a girl that you know. You see her in school and all that. She's had a little too much. She's getting a little excited. All she's doing is she's just got a jeans and t-shirt on, and like I said, the the white bra and panties and all that. She gets up on a coffee table and starts. Starts doing an amateur strip tease. What is more hotter for you? I, you know what? It all comes down to. I, well, so that's. I, I've only been to a strip club. I think. I mean, I know I can count on one hand, so it's less than five. But I honestly don't think it's been more than three, because it just doesn't do anything for me. Because I'm with you. Like I, I'd, I'd rather honestly, I'd rather be the girl I'm dating during the strip tease. You know. Right. Like that's that. that's way hotter, you know. Like I told you the story about the fear fanny, fear factory panties, right? Mm, I think. Well, there was a girl I a was young dating, lady with a okay, and um, she's the one who actually introduced me to Fear Factory. She was a big Fear Factory fan. I really, I like, I listened to them, but not that much. And so, um, you know, I took her to a show the one time. I surprised her. And she's like, oh, this is great. And Fear Factory was selling panties. And I'm like, what's your size? She's like, no, you're not getting me this. I'm like, yes, I am. You're either going to tell me your size or you have to guess. And and like, I'm like, I, that was hot, you know? Mm-hmm. Like. No, I, I hear you. I hear you. I remember there was a three inches of blood show. 
And I bought a pair of three inches of blood panties from the merch booth for Mrs. Snowy. And I was with my former co-host, Elizabeth. Okay. She was doing the show with me at the time and she was with her future husband. And I was buying this, this, this underwear and Elizabeth looked at me and she's like, Snowy, come on. You have to have higher standards than buying underwear at a merch booth. And her boyfriend, her husband, turned and looked looked at her and said, well, I don't think she's going to be wearing them for too long. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I think yeah. that's kind of the point. Yeah, that's the whole point, you know. <laughs> it's the whole point about lingerie. That's the thing about, about lingerie. You spend an obscene amount of money on an outfit that she's not going to be wearing very long. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, Dave. What do I want to be if I grow up? I always thought, okay, Megadeth, okay, like uh, apart from the Rigamortis Metal Church and all that, that's yeah. just part of the soundtrack. Megadeth was kind of the sore thumb in this movie, in this movie, you know, because oh, yeah. it was the it was. The, was the LA scene, but at the time there was so much focus on the hair and the glam and, yeah. and all of that. Excuse me. And here's Megadeth now coming out. You know, they're they're in the forefront of the underground thrash scene. But they were an LA band. Well they were. They were. And I guess they were just covering all 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 of the bases, but Megadeth really stuck out. Oh, absolutely. And I think it was the clip from this movie that became the actual promotional video for In My Darkest Hours. I agree. Well, no, you're a thrash band. I would love to sit down and hang out with a young Dave Mustaine, okay, like he is now, but one that's not strung out on heroin. Oh yeah. Like I, I, I would like a nice a nice combination of the Dave Mustaine now and the Dave Mustaine from then. You know, the perfect combination. That's the guy I want to talk to on this show. I was going to ask, what lineup of Megadeth was that? Was that like Chris Poland and Gar Samuelson? No, this this was that that was Jeff Young that you just saw, okay. and that's Chuck Beeler. So this this was the um, so far so good. So what? Poland and okay. like they apart from the Daves, the Daves. There was a there was like a whole oh, there the, half half the band changed between. Peace cells and so far so good. Oh, that's right, because this is so far so good. That's where this is from. Mm -hmm. This is the third and then album Jeff, already. Jeff Young. 
and then then the it 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 would change for Rust for the next record because then Nick 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 Menza and um, Marty Friedman would come in for Rust Dude. right after that. Megadeth is like, like a the, revolving door for a long time. It, it was. If your name wasn't Dave, okay, yeah, <laughs> then you weren't going to last very long in this band. No. That's pretty deep. It is. It is. This is just an incredible track. Oh yeah, dude. Because it just it 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 had it it was a ballad, but it had something to say. Dude, Dave's such a badass. Oh, jeez, yeah. It's just, just too bad. Like mentally, this this guy was just not someone that a fifty-year-old Snowy would want to hang out with a twenty-five-year-old Dave Mustaine. I would have killed him. I would just strangled him with but, my bare hands. You know what's funny though? We know what we know, but think about the Dave we just saw in that video. He was a thousand times more together than every other rock star we saw. Oh, probably. Maybe yeah. only like two or three times than like Aerosmith, but still. Like, dude, like he he he's so well spoken. It's still very intelligent. You know, not once was he making like um like I don't know. I guess like the easy cheap jokes at the time. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if there was ever a point where Dave was not serious about what he was doing. Now, every time he spoke, he had, you had, he, you had, he had your attention. Oh yeah. I hate that fringe. <laughs> I don't know who but told like him that, that was okay. PMRC sticker. I like yeah, that. I do like that. And I and love the, the guitar he's playing. Sticker. <laughs> that guitar is amazing, dude. What is that? That's his Jackson King V, I believe. Ah. Uh-huh. I know it's a Jackson because I recognize the Shark Tooth style inlays. Oh, okay. And I'm pretty sure that's the V shape, but I haven't gotten like a good full shot. Oh, yeah, this is only his Jackson V. It is. Yeah. See, I'm glad you know all this shit. Dude, I, I had a poster of him and that guitar on my wall. Or my door. I had a couple mm. Megadeth posters. I'm oh, yeah. a huge Mustaine fan. I always thought he was just one of the coolest people in rock. No, I hear you. I was a like, and I I haven't quit. Like right from Killing is my business. Oh, they were just album. this uh, this unknown band, this underground thrash band, and
There you are. That's just, that's a yeah. fucking righteous statement right there. That should be on a t-shirt. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to meet him on the way down. A lot of rock stars have said that. Look at that. Oh, yeah. Oh, this song, this yeah. this version of Under My Wheels is amazing. My car now. Anticipating fun. <laughs> because uh, um, Axl Rose, Slash, and Izzy Stratlin are on this this version as well, and it's amazing. Man, Jeff Young and Chuck Beeler are like a blip on the Megadeth radar. Oh, they are. Trying to see if there's any names we recognize now and be like, wait a second, what? Oh, there was. There was. Fetish Serena. Did you catch that name? <laughs> Please tell me that's not her given name. <laughs> oh, not. I have the, uh, somewhere in the snowy vaults, I still have the, uh, the cassette soundtrack to this. Life's a beach and love machine. <laughs> yeah, oh those, those songs great. weren't on the soundtrack. This is this is killer. Lizzie Borden's "Born to Be Wild" was pretty good. I always loved it. That. Was it was there was a lot of bands in the eighties. Raven did an incredible version of "Born to Be Wild." Okay, look at that. The Cat House is thanked. Gazaris. Guitar Center. Look at that, because it's probably the Guitar Center in Hollywood, which is like the flagship store. Oh, I'm sure. Dude, Guitar Center used to be Organ Center. Not even kidding. And then when the Beatles hit... Yeah, sorry, sorry. Gina Zapparelli, right there. Yeah, 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 Gina! Right, right there. Oh, you know what? I never noticed that, and I never thought to go back and check that out. Radioactive Metal alum. Oh, yes, yeah. In case anyone is wondering who that is, that's an old friend of ours who passed away a couple years ago. And, oh, my God. I don't know, dude. I don't know if I'm going to get through the rest of this night without crying now that I've, I know, man. I've like... seen Gina's name in the uh, <sighs> the credits to this <laughs> is there still more i think it's just this last just an outtake bit. yeah oh wow no that's it wow wow dude okay that was fun <laughs> That, yes, that was The Decline of the Western Civilization Part, part two, 2, The Metal Years. Courtesy of Penelope Spheres. Well, my friend, was that uh, everything that uh, you were hoping for and most? Oh, dude, yeah. Like, this this was just as much fun as when we did Trick or Treat. Right on. <laughs> like, like right you, on. you really, you picked this stuff, man. You pick the stuff. Like this this is some fun stuff to talk about. Well, it's uh well, I think what it is is just I just I just knew this movie so well. And that that really helps with 
with this because you know it's coming up. You you, you know it's going to be say it said, and you're prepared. And it's just it's just a fun movie. I've only really watched it through once, possibly twice. Like I said, I I own it, right. but it's not something I can watch with the kids around. You know? Oh, not at all. I mean, most of the stuff I want to watch, I can't watch with the kids around. So, like, it's, I got to pick uh, and choose. Yeah, that's that's me too. Yeah, <laughs> most most of my DVD collection, I wouldn't I wouldn't give to a child. No. Oh, well, yeah, you know, and and it's it's so funny because like I see other parents, and I'm like, no, I like I can't be like that. And, and but then it's always funny, like the stuff that like you know you can tell the parents judging you for, because mm-hmm. like really I'm like you just took your kid to a rated R movie, and he's eight, you know. <laughs> uh No, oh definitely, definitely, definitely. So having seen it again, yeah. What what's going to what's going to pop into your head tomorrow? Well. I think I am going to um, either put on some ripped jeans, some spandex, or some leather pants. Tease mm-hmm. my hair up. <laughs> um, wear a leather vest. <sighs> That's as much as I got. Uh, probably assless <laughs> chaps, really. I think I there chaps. you go. I, you know, like, I, it's funny. Like, I feel slightly nostalgic for the 80s. But they did a really good job of showing the dark side of it, too. You know? It did, yeah. And how amazing is it that Dave Mustaine probably came out, uh, well, him him and Alice probably two, came out the best look. No, you know what? Think, let's, let's, let's think about this. Like, of all the people that, you know, you watch that, the ones that you're not going to cringe about, Alice, Dave, Lemmy, like, even Ozzy was pretty well-spoken in there, right? Right. Like those guys, um, but I think like any of the true hair metalers, like you were cringing for most of those, right? You know, but I mean, like like those those four, and I mean, those four were still doing it today. I mean, dude, Lemmy mm-hmm. right up to the day he died. Mm-hmm. Oh, you definitely. Know. That's that's the veteran. Like yeah. all of those names that you mentioned: Cooper, Aerosmith, Ozzy. Mustang, the guys from Kiss and all that. These these were the veterans. Yeah, you and they know knew it, how to conduct themselves. Gene and Paul in that movie are kind of funny because Kiss was not in an LA band. Kiss was a New York band. Mm-hmm. And Aerosmith is a Boston band. Sure, they all moved out to LA, but they moved out to LA after they were famous. Right. Right. You know, but I mean Gene, like if you're doing a documentary where you're trying to show the debauchery of America, you need Gene Simmons in the 80s. Oh, definitely. You know, you need Paul Stanley in the 80s. So, okay, Kiss Exposed. Like, we need to we we need to see if we can find that. Because there's there's like these crazy things they do. Like they do like the Paul Stanley exercise video because you know how everybody had an exercise video in the in the 80s in so the 80s yeah they're all in their spandex it's like um paul and this girl and he's like trying to get between her legs the whole time and like you know anytime like they bend over the new toe touches he's trying to like look up somebody's dress that kind of stuff you know and it's just all this over the top stupid stuff because that was the image they were keeping up you know 
And it's it's just so funny that I mean, like I mean, well, Gene for sure, but I mean, Paul wasn't quite as bad as Gene, but really, like women was the only excess that Kiss really participated in. It was, it was. You know, which I got to give him credit for that. Like, yeah, too many bands turned to drugs and all yeah. that. While while Gene and Paul, you like, you never. You never heard of any alcohol and drug scandals out of those nope. two. Oh my goodness! Okay, speaking of Gene Paul, I've been, I'm glad I kept this in my head. All right, Gene's daughter Sophie. Are you familiar with her? No. All right, you need to follow her on Instagram. So, one, you know, Gene's wife, Sophie's mother, um, was a Playboy bunny. So Sophie. She's she's got a singing career. She's got an album out and all that sort of stuff. But she loves to post and like not nude pictures, but she does the artistically. You know, she's naked pictures, but it's very artistically blocked out. So okay. For her birthday every year, she always ta- has a picture of herself taken. She's nude in bed, covered up, balloons strategically placed that say "Happy right. Birthday." But the one I saw this year, I'm like, I can't wait to tell Snowy because she's got a coffee mug. <laughs> and the coffee Ooh. mug is a Timmy Ho's coffee mug. Oh, there we are. That's what I'm talking about. <clears throat> I'm like, oh, my goodness, I got to tell Snowy. Because I forget that her mom's Canadian. You know, Her mom's Canadian, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Good sassy girl, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was a long way, to, way around to get to that one. But. <laughs> Right on, right on. For me, yeah, I what I'm gonna remember tomorrow, like the whole Chris Holmes thing, is just permanently engraved in my head, and like like a lot of this film is like I I could have talked I I could have spoken along with a lot of what they were saying. Oh yeah, dude. You know it's funny, know, like so. yeah, I I don't know, just like the Chris Holmes, like. Huh. You know, mm-hmm. and, and I mean, the worst part is like when you're that age doing this stuff, you don't know that everybody's going to be able to see it because at the time it's going to go to VHS. It's going to be obscure. Nobody's going to see it until right. 30 years later when we had yeah. digital technology and you can find everything. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, yeah, and we've said that throughout throughout the movie. It's like, yeah, now that these these younger bands that never really made it they've moved on they're not in bands anymore and it's like they had they have a life and it's like Ugh, that was me Ugh. you know it'd be fun i think it'd be fun for penelope spears to do a mockumentary of herself and oh. <laughs> um do do you call it the decline of um western civilization part four the grandparent years and <laughs> re-interview everybody from part two Ah, you know, just to see where they are now. We'll see where they are now, but like you know, like Dave's a parent, um, mm-hmm. Ozzy's a grandparent. Yeah. Like, how much fun would that be? Like, you know, show them all with their kids. Mm-hmm. You know, and their and their grandkids. It's a good idea. Like, like, well, like the guys in Exodus, <laughs> like Gary Holtz get chasing around grandkids. Like, how much fun would that be? You know. <laughs> The kind of Western civilization point part four, the parental years, you know. There we are. There we are. I would be down for that. Yeah, that's a good time. Yeah. Okay. Okay, Penelope, if you're listening, um, 
just get a hold of me. I'll be more than happy to be in part four. Yeah, so and... he's got three or four solid ideas to pitch you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure, for sure. Well, my friend, yeah. um, the clock on the wall is telling us maybe it's time to bring this crazy train into the station. But just throughout this, like you said, yeah. Snowy's got so many great ideas. I've had about four other films enter my head. Perfect. To do this. So it's definitely something that um, we should do sooner than later. Thank you, everyone, that took the time out to download this and put it in your little ear holes and give us a listen while you are reacquainting yourself with The Decline of the Western Civilization, Part 2, The Metal Years. In the meantime and in between time, that's it. This has been a rather unique and exciting episode of Radioactive Metal. I'm Snowy White. And before I sign off, I have to say that every time I hear the clock on the wall, I think the clock on the wall says three o'clock. Last call for alcohol. And this is Aaron. Signing off.